Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Good morning. We've closed out the book of James, and we're to walk through the Holy Week, uh, through every step of the way with the Lord Jesus Christ, through the book of Luke chapter 19, and as we enter that chapter, it's Passover. Uh, I mean, the city would swell to two to three million people as every Israelite uh, family would bring a lamb, their lamb, for their family to that place, to that town, at that time when the Lamb of God of all time, which taketh away the sin of the world, presents himself in that same place. Uh, and uh, the palm branches, the garments were, were used as praise, were, were used as a part of that celebration. Uh, palm branches denote victory, uh, denote a conqueror, uh, denote a, a, a peace-filled peace uh, place. For uh, the early Olympians that won would be uh, given palm branches as they uh, walked around almost like a flag, uh, almost like a, a flag. It's a sign of victory. You see it in uh, Nehemiah chapter 8 and Revelation chapter 7 and again uh, Zechariah chapter 9. Uh, and this Palm Sunday parade where they're hailing, they're worshiping, they're celebrating the conquering king, verse 36. Uh, and as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. Uh, and when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, he's gone through Bethpage and gone through Bethany, and now descending the Mount of Olives, his popularity at an all-time high. He'd just risen, raised Lazarus from the dead, multitudes gathering, multitudes surrounding, and the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King! Blessed be the king, hail to the king, long live the king. Boy, they're praising with palms. They're praising with palms. John uh, chapter 12 would add, much people that were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem took branches of palm trees. There's some smaller, there's some uh, much larger, a lot of different ones as they're, they're praising. They're, they're praising. One of the prophetic messianic prophecies talks about trees in the millennial reign clapping their hands and praising their king. John 12, uh, they took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna! Uh, Hosanna! Blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. But then Mark chapter 11, they're not only praising with palms, they're also paving the path. Mark 11, uh, many spread their garments. Uh, I can imagine people taking off their coats. They put them on the coat, but they're also uh, waving them in praise. But then here, uh, they're paving uh, the path that they spread their garments in the way. Uh, and others cut down branches of trees and strawed them in the way, praising with palms, but then uh, others with palms, they were uh, paving, paving the path, praising with palms, but, but then others, they were, they were uh, paving the path as they cried, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Now we get the palm branches waving them and praising with them, but uh, why would they be paving the path? Well, it's symbolic saying again, he's my king, he's the king. 
You back reference it to Isaiah, or uh, it's quoted in Luke chapter 3, the king's highway. Uh, the king's highway. When they would know uh, a year from the date uh, that the king was going to give an oration, the king was going to uh, be in their town, uh, they would, they would uh, work on the roads. They'd bring the low places up. They'd bring the high places down. Uh, they'd make the crooked places straight. They'd, they'd make the rumbly places smooth. And here like that, uh, Luke chapter 3, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Look at it. Every valley shall be filled uh, every valley shall be filled, and uh, every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and uh, the crooked shall be made straight, the rough way shall be made smooth, and, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God, waving, paving, declaring, this is our king, waving, paving, declaring, this is our king, the king the king. It was an all-time high of celebration uh, on this, this Palm Sunday parade. Uh, we're going to get to an all-time low of, uh, of mourning and introspection on Good Friday, Lord's Supper, but then uh, back to an all-time high on Resurrection Sunday morning. I hope you don't miss a step. But here, the king, they're worshiping the king. Put down point number one, the king. The king. This Palm Sunday parade the first thing we see about it is the king. And the question comes, well, what kind of king is he? Our passage describes exactly that. In fact, uh, it first talks about uh, the lordship of our king. The lordship of our king. And you see it uh, in his omniscience in verse 29 when he sends two disciples to the village. Uh, in verse number 30, he says, uh, you're going to find a colt, you're going to find a, a young donkey, and and uh, he's going to be tied up, and then you're going to say, uh, as to loose him, someone's going to uh, intervene and say, uh, why are you doing that? And then he's going to let him go. Uh, you see, the Lord in his omniscience shows us he's king, he's king, uh, by his, his lordship, his omniscience. Boy, it's good to know that God knows. He's omniscient. He's omniscient. He knew there'd be a donkey there. He knew that donkey would still be tied there. He knew someone would question them there. He knew that that person would release him even there. He knows it all. He's the king. You see his lordship and his omniscience. You see his lordship and his authority. His authority. 31. And if any man asks you, why do you loose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, because the Lord, the Lord, because the Lord hath need of him, and uh, it's done that way in verse 33. Verse 34, they said, the Lord, uh, the Lord hath need of him. Uh, it's great to know that he knows. Uh, and not only does he know it all, he's king. He also controls it all. Uh, you see his lordship and his omniscience, his lordship and his, his authority, his, his lordship and his power. Look at verse number 30. Uh, saying, go ye into the village over against you and the witch. Uh, at the entering ye shall find a colt tied, a donkey tied, whereon yet never a man sat. Well, we'll miss that because we're city slickers and uh, we've never really ridden uh, this kind of a, uh, an animal. But I'm told that an unbroken colt, this kind of animal, can be as wild on that first ride 
as any bucking bronco in any rodeo uh, anywhere. Uh, and so I can imagine the disciples, they bring him back, this, this one on which never a man sat. And, uh, and then as uh, the Lord is about to sit down, they're, they're, they're kind of uh, backing up saying, uh, this ought to be good. I can't wait to see what happens here. Uh, and, and the Bible simply says, and he was set there on, verse 35, not one buck, uh, not one jump, uh, not one gallop, uh, not one time trying to throw him. Uh, this one that had never been broken, this one that uh, uh, donkey on which never a man sat, Boy, not a kick, not a buck, not a burst into a gallop. You see, our king has power uh, over the raging storm uh, to be able to say, peace be still, on, on that sea. Uh, he has power over the raging storm uh, in that donkey, able to say, peace be still. Uh, and by the way, our Lord has power over the raging storm in your life, in your spirit, in your heart, in this time with that still small voice of God saying, peace, peace be still. What a king. Boy, what a king. What kind of king? Uh, well, we see his lordship. Uh, but then also, right down number two, we also see his lowliness, not just his, his lordship, how great he is, but we also see his lowliness. Matthew's account quotes Zechariah. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, then he quotes Zechariah 9, 9. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee lowly, lowly, his lowliness, and uh, riding upon an ass, upon a, a colt, the full of an ass. Uh, and so Zechariah uses the word lowliness. Matthew uses the word meekness. But uh, whether you call it lowliness or meekness, uh, it would have been humbling. Uh, humbling. The God of the universe didn't ride in on a huge Harley. <laughs> the God of the universe rode in on a little, uh, a little moped with one of those, ching, 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 all the way in. Well, it would have been embarrassing. It would have been humbling. And by the way, he already has humbled himself. Being in the form of God, uh, he thought it not robber to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of man, being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. Boy, he humbled himself at birth, through life. Not responding uh, when he was mocked. Uh, not fighting back uh, when he was laughed at. Boy, that humility. What a king. Boy, what a king. Roman generals, Caesars of Rome, uh, who would parade in uh, with animals, elephants and lions, and animals, and, uh, and riding in on stallions with soldiers lifting their swords high. Hail Caesar! Uh, hail Caesar! Uh, the aroma of that area, incense everywhere, uh, all the way up. But for them to see this peasant king, for them to see this people's king, our eternal king, riding in on a donkey, boy, it must have made them laugh. But I sure am glad, I sure am glad we have a king that's high enough who bowed low enough to save us. Boy, what a king. Uh, what a king. We see his lordship. Uh, what a king. Uh, we see his lowliness. And isn't that the hallmark uh, of his ministry, that humility? The upper room. Uh, the disciples had already walked in. Judas was among them. Uh, none of them stopped 
Uh, it was the job for the lowest servant to wash the feet, to wash the feet uh, as they came in. Uh, they all passed that. They all thought they were better than that. Uh, but there was one that bowed so low to pick up that basin, that water, that towel, uh, washing the feet of, uh, of Matthew, washing the feet of, uh, of Simon, washing the feet of uh, John, washing the feet of Judas. Why, well, he's so high, bowing so low, Lowliness, meekness, humility, it begs the lyric from that song, how many kings step down from their thrones? How many lords have abandoned their homes? How many greats have become the least for me? How many gods have poured out their hearts to romance the world that was torn all apart? How many fathers gave up their sons for me? Only one did that for me. Well, and he's a gracious king. He's a great king. He's absolutely our king. But now number three. What kind of king is he? We see his lordship. Uh, we see his lowliness. But then number three, we see his long-suffering. His long-suffering. Why, don't you think with him being omniscient that some of those hosannas were kind of hollow? Some of those hosannas were kind of hollow because maybe not all, but at least some of this crowd that's waving and paving and declaring in less than a week uh, will be condemning. Same crowd, same group, at least some of them. Uh, we know that most all of them ran, smite the shepherd, and the sheep will scatter with the long-suffering, that love, that, that grace that he had. Second Peter 3.9, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but, but his long-suffering... His long-suffering, why we see his lordship, we see his, his lowliness, and now his uh, long-suffering. Long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Why all, all, every one of us, every single person in here, repenting and receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. Why if you've never received that king, <laughs> if you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your king, why do that today. The king, the king, that Palm Sunday parade, praise. The palm branch is waving, the palm branch is paving, the palm branch is declaring, this is our king. But then put down number two quickly. Notice also the crowd. Boy, that crowd that turned so quickly. That crowd that didn't follow him all the way, that didn't stay with him every step. That crowd that turned so quickly quickly. In verse 37, there's words like the whole multitude, the descriptors, the descriptors, they cried out, uh, crying aloud, a loud voice. Uh, and again, I don't know that it's every single one of them, but I know many of them by the same descriptors are used in Mark 15 when it says, and the multitude crying aloud began to desire him, give us Barabbas, give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. And then in Mark 15, verse number 12, Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will ye that I should do unto whom, ye shall call, whom you call king of the Jews? Uh, what do I do with the one that you call king of the Jews? And they said, Crucify him. Crucify him. Boy, so quickly those, those palm branches, uh, those palm branches uh, of praise, those, those palm branches uh, waving, waving and paving uh, and declaring, this is our king, turn into a palm branch uh, of a cruel cross. 
from Hosanna in the highest to hang him from the highest. Um, from blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, blessed, blessed to beat him, break him, crucify him. From the coronation of a king to the killing on a cross, boy, it, it always surprises me the fickleness of the crowd. <laughs> The, the, the instability of the masses from cheering to jeering, from praising to persecuting. And by the way, it wasn't just with Christ, but it was also with those that are Christ-like. Does anybody remember Paul in Acts chapter 14? They so revered him in Acts chapter 14. They so reverenced him, they almost worshipped him in Acts chapter 14 until he stepped in and said, hey, I'm a man subject to like passions such as you. Boy, I'm flesh and blood just like you, verse 18. Uh, and with these sayings, scarce restrained the people uh, from sacrificing to him. Just barely, uh, scarcely, uh, scarce restrained he, just barely. Uh, I'm talking about uh, a, a loved leader, Paul was that. A, a loved preacher, Paul was that. But in one verse's time, a critical click changed it all. Uh, a critical click uh, infected so many, verse 19, there came hither also certain Jews, there came hither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people. Now wait a second. Last verse, you were uh, probably venerating him, honoring him, adoring him too much uh, in that verse. And then in one verse's time, this group so infected you, so persuaded the people that they stoned him in one verse's time. Boy, that's a reminder to me that, that I don't want to be fickle like the crowd. I don't want uh, to be unstable like the masses. But it also reminds me, in less than a week's time, someone who was praised with the palms uh, is now carrying a cross uh, up a hill to die for our sins. Well, number one, the king. Boy, don't you love your king? Uh, don't you love this king, the king? Boy, our king, my king. But then, the crowd so fickle, the crowd so uh, unstable, but we can't close without at least touching on the cult. Number three, the cult, number three. Uh, I love the fact that Christ did the casting in this drama. He hand-selected who he wanted uh, in this parade of praise. Look at verse number 30. Go into the village over against you, and the witch at the entering, ye shall find a colt tied, uh, whereon never a man sat, loose him, bring him hither. And if uh, any man ask you, why do you th uh, thus loose him? Uh, thus shall ye say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. Because the Lord hath need of him. Anybody shocked by that? The Lord of the universe that created it all, created every animal. Uh, he could have ridden in uh, in a chariot of clouds, but... The Lord has need of this one cult. The Lord has need of him. By the way, Christian, the Lord has need of you. The Lord wants to use you. The Lord created you. The Lord saved you. The Lord has need of you. And obviously, we know that Christ is the main character. But if we were to give out best supporting actor, I think it would be this cult, this donkey. But understand... Uh, the Lord has need of him, but he needs, number one, to be redeemed. To be used, he needs to be redeemed. Uh, that animal was doubly cursed. Uh, it wasn't cloven-hoofed. It didn't chew the cud. And so uh, the law stated that animal should have his neck broken. Uh, that animal should die. Uh, death. Uh, that's the pronouncement. But then also the law gave a provision. 
to redeem uh, that donkey, that, that colt, uh, a lamb would take its place. A, a lamb, a, a lamb would take its place. Hey, talking about this colt, this colt here, Exodus 34, 20, but the firstling of an ass, thou shalt redeem with a lamb. And if thou redeem him not, then thou shalt break his neck. The firstborn of thy son shalt thou redeem. Hey, for us to be used, the Lord has need of us. The Lord has need of us. The Lord wants to use us, but we first have need to be redeemed, to be saved. But now number two, not only do we need to be redeemed, not only was he redeemed, he also needed to be released. Released, not just redeemed, uh, but released. You see it in verse number uh, 30. Uh, there, you're going to find a colt where I never a man sat. Loose him. Uh, loose him. You see it in verse 31. Uh, if any man asks you, why do you loose him? Loose him. Uh, verse 33. Uh, as they were loosing the colt, loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, why loose ye him? Why loose ye the colt? Uh, you see, that colt had life up to this point. That colt did not have liberty. Uh, it was already redeemed, but it was tied down. It had no uh, liberty. It had no functionality it was tied to a post boy how many christians are so tied to the world the flesh the devil are so tied to bad habits are so tied to carnality you see the lord has need of us but we have need to be redeemed we need we need to be redeemed we need to be released and if the son therefore shall make you free Ye shall be free indeed. Well, the Lord has need of that donkey. The Lord has need of me. The Lord has need of you. But we need to be redeemed. We need to be released. But now number three, the colt needed to be ruled. Ruled. The Lord of the universe, why it didn't need to be free-spirited and bucking and, uh, and self-willed and strong-willed. Uh, it needed to be ruled by the Lord, the Lord of the universe. And for us to be used, for us uh, to be used, they brought him to Jesus, and, uh, and then he bowed basically before Jesus. As, as Jesus took the driver's seat of that colt, boy, we need that same thing. Have you been redeemed? Have you been released? And are you being ruled? Hey, here's the point, number four. Uh, write it down. The colt, the colt. Uh, the Lord has need of you, but you need to be, number four, reduced. You need to be reduced. Look at verse number 35. And they brought him to Jesus and cast their garments upon the colt. They set Jesus there on, and as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. Not only waving, they were paving. Waving, this is our king. Paving, this is our king. Declaring, this is our king. 36. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. When he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude, that crowd covered, that crowd crowded in, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God, loud voice, for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be this king, blessed be that king, blessed be our king, blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Where the crowds crowding in. The crowds crowding in. If you've ever uh, seen some of those roads, some of those streets uh, in that, that area uh, and in that, that city where the crowds would have been just pushing, pushing, brushing. Uh, and yes, they would have seen the Lord lifted a little higher. Uh, a little higher, a little above. 
but that colt would have been completely covered. I don't know that anyone would have seen that colt. And by the way, there's only one that's worth seeing, and that's our king. There's only one that we need to be gazing and adoring and worshiping. Boy, it's our king. That colt would have reduced to anonymity. That colt would have reduced all the way to obscurity. And by the way, I do think that's what Christ meant when he said, and I, if I be lifted up, yes, on the cross for salvation, and I, if I be lifted up, yes, on the cross, but in our praises. Why, why do we worship him? Why do we adore him? Why do we only sing about him, focusing on him? Because I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. Isn't that John the Baptist's motto when he said, I must decrease. Well, I don't mind being covered by the crowd. In fact, I prefer to be covered by the crowd. I must decrease. And, but, but, he must increase. Flip that. He must increase. And I must decrease. Well, lastly, uh, we see, see the king, the king, where the palms of praise uh, paving and waving and declaring this is our king. Uh, but then the crowd so quickly turned, so quickly turned, uh, that palm branch, that palms of praise quickly turned to a, a palm of a cross, a cruel cross, and then the colt, the colt. Uh, you say, aren't we in the crowd? Possibly. But I think what represents me the best uh, is that donkey, is that colt. Uh, that didn't bring a whole lot to the table except that he lifted up the Lord Jesus Christ. And lastly, that colt must have been rejoicing. Well, use your imaginations, if you will, for a minute. There was uh, two donkeys that were used in a great way. I think about uh, Balaam's donkey, and I'm not sure if all dogs go to heaven, but imagine if all donkeys go to heaven, and uh, they're talking about how God used them. Can you imagine this little donkey leaning over to Balaam's donkey saying, Man, God used you to preach a great message. I, uh, you spoke with a man's voice. and uh, What a pointed, powerful message you preached uh, as Balaam's, Balaam, Balaam's donkey. And, but uh, I may not ever have said a word, but I had the privilege of lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ. I had the privilege of pointing people's gaze towards the only one that matters. I really did want to give you these today, and this is the first time we have, and I used to get these in Sunday school growing up, and, and um, it is a great picture on Palm Sunday, uh, how quickly uh, the palms of praise, praising and paving, declaring, this is our king, reminding, it's not over yet, uh, reminding he didn't come first as a conquering king, he came first as a suffering savior. Why, we do submit and make him our king, but he's coming back someday to rule uh, and to reign. The millennial kingdom, kingdom as king of all the universe. He is that. Have you made him yours? But with this, I sure hope we realize. Verse 41, and when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. Well, it's not over yet. Uh, this holy week has just begun. Uh, and that 
verse there reminds me of when he said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how oft would I have gathered thee as a hen gathers her brood? How oft would I have gathered thee to myself? But ye would not. If you've never made him your king, what a great day to do it. <laughs> if you've never made him your savior, if you've never bowed your heart, opened your heart, and received Jesus Christ as savior, boy, today, today is the day of salvation. Hosanna, save now. <laughs> Hosanna, save now. Uh, not physically setting up the kingdom on the planet, but inside of your heart, Hosanna, Lord, save now. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.